G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I'm your host for this week's and this year's again, a Grad Chat. Of course, a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and CFRC. So thank you, thank you, thank you, as I say every week. Now, of course, if your mates miss the show at any time, you can download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcast, or Stitcher. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. Now, this is the first for the new academic year, not for the year, not for the year that we all know, but for the academic year, of course, starts on September the 1st, that's when full term, but classes don't start till today, actually, the 7th of September. So everyone's been getting themselves ready. But what I wanted to say is, of course, welcome to all our incoming students and as well as our continuing students. I know it's been quite a summer and we're going to be talking a little bit about what happened over summer as well as what's coming up in the fall. So with that, I'd like to welcome back again my partner in crime when it comes to Grad Chat who helps me every week with the editing, Suyin Olgan, who is in the English Language and Literature Programme but like I said, is my right-hand woman, so to speak. So welcome, Su Yin. Thank you for coming back and helping me again this academic year. Thank you for having me back. Hello, everybody. So what we're going to do today for our first show of the academic year is switch things up again like we do sometimes. And so Su Yin's going to take over and ask me about what's been going on and what's coming up to help you all understand what the School of Graduate Studies and um, what's available for our graduate students and postdoctoral fellows this academic year. So with that, I am going to hand it over, which is a bit scary because I hate doing that. I prefer to be a little bit in control, but let's see how we go. So, and so DJ Bear, go for it. <laughs> well, thank you very much for letting me hijack your show again. I'll try my best to keep to the point. So, <laughs> well, good show. luck with that. You'll find out it's not easy. That's why we're so good together, you know. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, CJ the DJ. Thank you. First of all, how are you? I am good. Yeah, it's been a pretty good summer, even though I think summer came a little bit late. I'm, I'm getting a bit confused with the summers in Canada. They're not normal seasons, in, in, in my opinion. But we did get summer. We've had some pretty hot weather lately. So that's been nice to be able to sit outside and take in some rays. Yes, and taking a break also from the screen because you were it was quite a busy summer too with all of the activities going on. Could you give us a recap of what happened this summer? Whew. Well, a lot has been going on. I, I know a lot of people think come summer in an academic institution, everything goes quiet, but not in graduate studies. Uh, you know, our undergrads may have finished for the term and they're off get, trying to get summer jobs and things. But with graduate students, they're there the whole year. So yeah. we need to continue our planning throughout summer one for putting on program through summer, but also, of course, getting ready for the new academic year, because there's always lots and lots that we can do to get things moving. So where would you like me to start? Let's start with a virtual dissertation. Bootcamp. Yes. 
there were two this summer, right? Correct. Really yes. We had one at the beginning of summer and one at the end of the summer. So just for, for people who are not quite sure, you know, part of the research grad student curriculum is at the after they've done all their research, they actually have to write something down, which is the part that always scares me. And I think it, at times it scares them. But writing the amount of words that they do is not always easy because it's easy to get distracted or you have other things that you need to do. So the purpose of these writing camps is to not lock them away, but give them an opportunity to shut off emails, shut off meetings, shut off doing anything other than their writing to try and get them focused for a period of time. And so normally in summer, we actually like to have two camps out uh, at each of our biology stations. But of course, we're not able to do those at the moment and haven't been able to for the last two summers. So because we couldn't do that, we made the virtual dissertation boot camp. Not quite the same as doing it in person, but what was really nice is that we actually got students participating who ordinarily couldn't mm -hmm. because they're not in Kingston or, or available or they might be working or something like that at, at parts of the day and night or they've got kids that they have to look after in summer. So with yes. the virtual ones, it did allow those students to participate. And even though they still may not have sat down four or five days during the day to do writing, they were at least able to put aside, you know, one to two hours each day to get some writing in. And being virtual, of course, I mean, we're not going to monitor if they've stayed online the whole time, but it does provide an opportunity to check in with people and with their peers. And with that, that's kind of helped them a lot. And of course, we have little workshops along the way. We're very fortunate that with these camps, we work with student academic success services who have been brilliant. You know, dissertation boot camp wouldn't be the same without them. They provide one-on-one -on -one consultations. And at the same time, they run these little discussion groups as well. So, you know, everyone helping each other supporting each other along the way so yes we've had two of those and we are hoping you know as we move forward we normally have we used to have two dissertation boot camps in person and then the two biology station ones but moving forward we'd like to have two in-person dissertation boot camps and two virtual dissertation boot camps as well as those uh, biology station camps so um, now we know how to do it now we know how to help others, which we're not going to stop. Oh, I'm so glad to hear. And I'm glad that you mentioned what the plans are for the next academic year. I think that that is going to be very helpful because remembering the conversation from the summer, especially with, for students with, uh, with kids, yes. it's a great opportunity. And thinking back to remember, I don't know if you recall all of those times when Nathan just caught a fever. Yes. Right in the middle of boot camp. Yes. Or the PA camps were closed. And then my I had to leave early or I couldn't come back the next day. And yep. so I think that having that option for many, many students, and especially, and especially with children, I find that it's, it's amazing to be able to still log in, still have that community and still be able to share your goals with everybody right. even in the virtual environment you have um, with 
the platform that you're using Teams. Yes. And having that option to access the different channels and just express how it's going. It, it, not, it doesn't replace the experience of in-person, no. but at least in the event that you cannot make it in-person. But, but it's a check-in, and like you said, it's setting goals and seeing how you did. And, and you know, goals don't have to be huge goals. They can be tiny little goals, but as, they, as you reach each of those little goals, it ends up being a big thing. So um, that's one thing that's a little bit difficult. But it, again, uh, you know, with these virtual camps, it's allowed us to be a lot more inclusive, which, as we know at the moment, inclusivity has or is and, and should continue to be really, really important to help us get more more opportunities for our students and, and not being restricted. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're very happy the way they went. And like I said, we couldn't have done it without Student Academic Success Services. So kudos to them. I know that we had a special episode in mid-June talking about this new program, the Summer Wellness Series. Correct. Could you give us an introduction to what this program is to our new students and and just tell us how it went? Okay, so the Student or Summer Wellness Series was a program that my a colleague of mine, uh, Kim, in our office, put together for us, for our students to, it's not, it wasn't programming on the academic side it was programming more of how to look after yourself and it was really really nice there were some great events that went on of course all virtual but they're like presentations from hospitality services with their dietitian there was events from student wellness services their health promotion unit and the, and the various counselors who you know how to look after yourself you know all that oh can't think of those names you know the mindfulness series and things and you know how to eat healthy so there was those and then there was more of the physical ones like there was a lot of programming going on by athletics and recreation from from yoga to running to other activities that you could either do online watching or they give you the ideas of how to go and do it and then you can just go out and do it by yourself so it wasn't necessarily a lot of programming that we put on ourselves per se, and, and me, we, I'm talking about the School of Graduate Studies, but it was go, reaching out to our partners and saying, you know, what programming do you have? Can we help promote for you? And we can put under this student wellness series banner, so to speak, but giving them full credit for those particular events and things that were going on so being the first year it was a bit of a test for us we still got a bit of a way to go I mean we as as any event person would say we always want more people participating but it was a start and I think what was good is to show what is out there whether you're in a pandemic situation or not we do need to think about at times when things aren't as busy say academically or in our business time that you do need to make sure you look after yourself so that you can do the best you can when you do have to concentrate on whatever your work is so I'm very pleased and very proud of the work that Kim did on doing that and hopefully those students who did participate in the various events got something from it that they can take away and continue to use. 
So yes, we will absolutely be doing it again next year and we'll work on a, a way of hopefully doing some things in person, but also still having some online because of course not everyone is in Kingston at the time. That sounds amazing. And it is a great thing that this program is continuing and kudos to that. That's the yes. thing yes. for everybody. So with that being said, thank you so much for that. We talked about the dissertation writing boot camps. We talked about the summer wellness series. So I wanted to talk about the professional development programs that we have available for graduate students at the School of Graduate Studies. So I wanted to ask if you could give us some insights of what's coming up this year when it comes to professional development at the School of Graduate Studies. Okay, thank thank you. Thank you for asking that. In terms of professional development, we've been doing a new programming. And so we're hoping to do a hard a hard launch of our new professional development framework in the winter term. But leading up to that is what marketing people call a soft launch. We will be uh, starting to put that framework into place with our partners on campus during the fall term. So that's various workshops and events that will be a part of that. But a big part of it is the Individual Development Plan, or IDP, which you'll hear a lot about, or that term a lot about, which we're going to be starting in October with a couple of workshops that Career Services are hosting for us to get that underway. So we'll be ramping up a little bit about what is the IDP. And then, of course, in winter, we will show, you know, here's a a plethora of activities, workshops and events in uh, that are available to you through our new professional development framework. So that's what we're hoping to do. That sounds absolutely fantastic. So stay in tune, everyone, for what's to come this term at the School of Graduate Studies. Now, let's move on to talk about my favorite week of the year, Orientation Week. Yes. <laughs> so my first question is, can you give us a little bit of an overview of the process of planning orientation week? What happens leading up to it? And give us a recap of what happened this year. Yes. So, of course, with orientation in the past, we used to used to just think about the one week before classes start and, you know, programs would have their orientation. We would have our main event and other things that would be going on around campus. And it was a little bit hectic, to be perfectly honest, and yes. probably a little bit overwhelming for new students coming, getting all these things thrown at them, and they're meant to remember it all, and not even sure if they've got themselves ready to be able to start their first class. So the last few years, we've extended what we call orientation, and it actually starts in summer. So there are some things that we can alert our new students to that they can participate in in a much less frantic pace, so to speak. So there would be some webinars, say, for instance, with our international students, one from the School of Graduate Studies and our deans, showing them that you know what supports and things we have, but then also in collaboration with Queen's University International Centre, who, who run some amazing and have run some amazing webinars across the summer to support our international students, to keep them up to date as what is going on around the world and in Canada and what they need to do, of course, with visas, work permits, vaccines, 
quarantining, you name it, all those things, health insurance when they do arrive on campus, because there's a lot more for them that they need to um, not sort out, but but understand so that they can then get to Canada as quickly as possible when it's possible. So people like Quick have done some amazing things. We, you know, we've also teamed up with, with groups like, you know, the registrar's office have give some good webinars uh, Four directions have done webinars. So there's a lot of support groups, SGPS, the Society of Graduate and Professional Students have run events throughout summer. Some of those are more social events, but other events to sort of let people know what's going on. And they will continue, of course, now with some social events and have done over this past week as well to help uh, welcome people who have managed to get to Kingston uh, to get to meet each other. And of course, those that haven't, because we're still, they're still doing some virtual things as well. So throughout the summer, it is, it's more of the, you know, the preparation, even with our School of Graduate Studies website, our orientation page, it was a combination of online webinars, but also other things they can look at their time, like some videos or some various policies that they may need to understand before arriving, such as, but what is the student code of conduct? Uh, You know, all those sorts of things. What is academic integrity? Huge. I know you need to understand that to get yourself set up properly in the first place. So there's modules they can they can be a part of. Uh, Human Rights and Equity Office have a sleuth of great modules that they have prepared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been tapping into those. I mean, there's no point in reinventing the wheel. They know the, the, the material really, really well. So mm-hmm. we're tapping into that. But sometimes our students, there's so much going on, they don't know where to look. So the things that we feel are important, we're popping over onto our page and we say, no, maybe you need to look at some of these. And so there's a lot of things there that they could have done throughout summer and they will remain, well, the modules and the policies and little videos will remain on the website. Of course, the webinars are over and they're constantly changing anyway, particularly, for instance, like I mentioned, quick things are changing. So one webinar they might have listened to in July, the one in August, maybe the same topic but it's changed so there's no point in keeping those ones there and then of course last week we had our main welcome and resource fair for the school of graduate studies which i'm to be honest i much prefer to do it in person i know my colleague kim would have preferred it in person because she worked really really hard in the background with a virtual platform to make sure it was set up the best way we can and and you know, I just want to give a shout out to Kim because she did a marvellous job on that. Lots, lots of work. And what happens at that welcome and resource fair, of course, we have some little presentations to get started with, you know, our our dean at the School of Graduate Studies, Fahim Kadir, as well as usually we have the, the dean of the student division of student affairs, um, Antini, but unfortunately at the last minute she got called away. But luckily, Karina Fitzgerald, Um, filled in for her and did a marvellous job of welcoming everyone on behalf of student affairs which of course don't forget everyone student affairs isn't just for undergrad students it's for grad students too then they do an an amazing job and likewise all their departments uh, which are very helpful to us and then we sort of finished off with a couple of students graduate inclusivity fellows who helped do a bit of a presentation of how to build community which of course we know is really really important when you're going through your graduate studies 
And then the second part of the event is the resource fair, which is full of booths um, of various support groups on campus and within Kingston that are here to support our grad students. So like I mentioned, a lot of them are under student affairs. So student academic success services, career services, uh, Banri Centre, Four Directions, Quick, Athletics and Recreation. And then you have other groups like the Centre for Teaching and Learning, the Libraries, Human Rights and Equity Office, uh, the Ombudsperson Group, uh, as well as Yellow House, which is also a, a new department. So there's, and then the sort of things like, you know, Booth talking about research ethics, archives, you name it, and then the various volunteer sort of groups or paid uh, paid jobs, possible jobs. So, like within the Kingston community, there's some of those groups there which have been great, and oh, and even on campus, like Enrichment Studies Unit, etc. Oh, yeah, and there's lots of different galleries and things like Union Gallery and Modern Fuel, which are often run by students. Um, and we have groups, other volunteer groups like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Science to Business Network, which is a student-run one, as well as the TEDx Queens U chapter. They've been great. And then, of course, City of Kingston, uh, ISCO, or Com- Kingston Community Health Centre, which includes groups like the Immigration ISCA group, ISCA and KIPP. And then Kingston in general to talk about just what you need, how to put your rubbish out each week and make sure you do it correctly as well as other things. So so the resource fair is an opportunity for our students to actually wander around and have a chat to find out what's available. Of course, it's a little bit harder when it's virtual because you just have to pop in and out of a booth and then you ask to chat to one of the representatives in the booth. So it's not as easy to do, but the students managed to do that really, really well. And I I think for a virtual one, I think it went well. I'm I'm hoping that our support partners in, in, in all the booths enjoyed it as well for themselves to get their services out there to our students. And hopefully the students got to visit as many as they could going around. So I miss the snacks. (laughs) I miss the snacks, yes, because in person, of course, we would have a bit of a breakfast for people. But yeah, yeah, we kind of miss that. There are advantages to the virtual environment, I find, too, just because I can pull out information very quickly from my browser (laughs) and just send it directly. That's true, actually. It's very true. And of course, you were in the SGS booth for us anyway. And, you know, one of the, it's interesting, everyone, I I sort of give our students a bit of a sheet of the kind of things to talk about in relation to the School of Graduate Studies booth. And so it's usually about professional development, programming, or things like uh, the kind of newsletters that people should be paying attention, you know, e-newsletters that people, sh- that the students should be paying attention to. And so that's always re- really, really handy to, you know, be able to give a little bit more to help out. No, it's good. So I hope you enjoyed your time in the booth. Always, always. It's always a pleasure. Good. And, you know, before we move on to our last question that I have for you today, since you mentioned it, you're making this very easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the, the, the the newsletters. Yes. Could you give us a quick reminder of some of the newsletters that, that students could uh, yes, yes. Because there are some really good newsletters that come in. And I know students get inundated with emails all the time, which is the point of a newsletter actually to sort of combine a lot of messaging that we want to give you 
in one place at one time. So in terms of the School of Graduate Studies, ours come out every Thursday. And that's where we highlight to you what's coming up in the next few weeks in terms of programming or okay. special events, uh, you know, workshops, special events. If there's important deadlines for, say, grant applications that we've been made aware of that you may want to put your hand in for. But, so there's those sorts of things, but basically special announcements too. So, you know, what's coming up in grad chat, for instance, etc. So that's the one that comes out on Thursdays from us. The Division of Student Affairs also has an excellent newsletter. It's called The Pulse which comes out the first of each month. And that's very much based on what uh, the registrar's office deadlines and things that are coming up, which our students need to be aware of. Because this this pulse is specific to grad students. And then, of course, there's what's happening with the various departments within student affairs, what they're doing. So, you know, career services, you know, if they've got some events coming up or Yellow House or the Bannery or quick athletics so any sort of news for the next month what's happening in the next month within those particular departments would be highlighted in the pulse of course the society of graduate professional students which is your student society that you you're a member of and they they bring up things like social events that are coming up and of course things you might need to know about the supplementary health insurance um, the the buses, you know, how that's working this year. Of course, it's a little bit different this year, but there's still a discount you can get, but you should talk to them about that. Um, and anything else in terms of what they're doing, you know, they've got a lot of different commissions. They've got an international commission. They've got an indigenous commission. They've got a social commission. So there's things that you can get involved in. And then, of course, your department may or may not have a newsletter, which, of course, is always important to read. Often those ones are highlighting what's, you know, some things that have happened within the department, things that you want to congratulate people on because they've done really, really well. So think about those. And some of the other groups I mentioned, like the Bannery, Quick, Four Directions, often they, um, they've they all got their own little newsletters. So, you know, if you're an international student, I do suggest you sign up if you haven't already to the Quick newsletter. Likewise, if you're Indigenous news uh, students, sign up with the Four Directions newsletter. Um, if you're a mature-aged woman or female, you may want to sort of sign up with the Bannery Centre newsletter as well. So there's lots of different ones. And if you only want to sort of work on a few, pick those ones. At least gl- when they come into your inbox, at least glance at them because you never know what kind of information is there that's going to be relevant for you at the time. Thank you for the summary. That's that was amazing. We have had a great conversation. I guess our last, just to close up the this this fantastic episode of Gratchat. Can you tell us what's coming up on Gratchat this fall? Just a little preview. Not no spoilers because no spoilers. No spoilers. Just a little preview, and and what to look forward to. Anything you want to send to our students um, to get well. Yes, I've already got a few lined up that have uh, we've recorded and are ready to air over the month of September. So, of course, next week we've got Ada Mohammadi, who is a PhD in chemical engineering. So we're going to have a bit of a chat with her. And that's followed up by Isabel Sharp, who is a Master of Science student in epidemiology. And then, of course, uh, at the end of the month, 
We have Serena McDonald, who is also doing a PhD in epidemiology, but she's talking more about a group that her and her peers put together about, uh, they called it race, and it's looking at improving our understanding of racist policy and epidemiology and public health. So that's a fascinating one. It sort of came about because of the pandemic. And then, of course, I've got a few more that are lined up to be interviewed. But of course, if you would like to come on to GradChat, please send me an email and we can work out a time to do the interview. I do have a bit of a template just to give me a bit of an idea of what your research or what you're doing. Um, so we can write a bit of a script up and get that going. So I'd love to hear from you, uh, you know, whether you're the start of your program or towards the end. We can make it work. Um, and again, like uh, with Serena and her race group, uh, you know, if you've got a special group that are working together, maybe you want to highlight a little bit more to the Queen's community, Queen's and King's community, just let me know and see what we can do. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I, as much as I love to hike Dr. show, <laughs> you know, this is the first episode and you have the best greeting closing the show. So I'm going to hand the spotlight back to you, CJ the DJ. Thank you again for having me have, having me as a guest, as a DJ on your show. It's been great to talk to you today. Can't wait for our next episode together. All the best. So here's CJ the DJ, everybody. Have a great start of term. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Suyin, the DJ bear, I must admit, again, you've done an awesome job at hosting. Um, thanks for hijacking it. It's been wonderful to have you on the show. And uh, as I said at the beginning, I do appreciate all your support in getting Grad Chat out on air for us every single week. So thank you for that. And as always, we will continue to do this. So that's it, everyone. A, another week of Grad Chat sadly comes to an end. Don't forget, you can download the show tomorrow from either iTunes, Google Podcast, or Stitcher. Just type in Grad Chat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Hey.